I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Previously on SCP Unredacted. They brought you to the infirmary, but you were fucked up. I cannot feel my legs. My back aches. Why can't I feel my limbs? We worked for nearly a day and a half, replacing your shattered body with the mechanite prosthetics we recovered. I look like a monster. You are the first human I have seen with full augmentations, the way we all used to be. You look like an angel. I remember the abominant lowering the great door to the city with a single spell. There's that name again. The abominant. This cylinder is slightly different. The throne contains the power to dominate lesser minds. But the process will presumably be the same. And now, you invoke the memories. I was thinking perhaps I could handle this one? The power of the kings of old. Oh, oh goodness! I'm standing on the walls of the city. I remember donning my war armor. The sky is red. Being ready to lay down my life. All I can hear is a clashing of steel and screaming. Leading my liege and his family to safety. I know where we are going. Preserva's chamber. Preserva is not here. Oh, God. I understand now. Shahashna. It means a preserver. I remember failing. Oh, fuck. She obliterated her own civilization while trying to save it. And now, part five. Attached transcript. September 1984. From the desk of Dr. Robert Aram, Amani Ram Initiative. Personal log. This is ridiculous. Reserver has been integral to the success of the Amani Ram initiative. Far more so than any of the O5s arbitrating on whether she deserves to know her own identity. We wouldn't even have the throne if she hadn't led us to it and provided the fist, the cylinders, everything. We owe her. And even if we didn't, it's the right thing to do. Mad scientist is possibly one of the dumbest stereotypes of all time. Scientists have ethics. Even in Prometheus, where progress was done for the sake of progress, we had ethics. Expectations of behavior and morality, making sure everyone knew exactly what they were signing up for. Not withholding crucial discoveries fundamental to their sense of being. The Foundation is not scientists, it is bureaucrats. And bureaucrats are the ones who will do away with ethics for efficiency. I shouldn't get this mad, but... It just begs so many questions. It's representative of how they think of this project, not a font of tools to improve the world, but of information that needs to be suppressed and released when the world is ready. Visionaries do not wait for the world to be ready to present their idea, because the world is never ready. We force the world to change. In the 60s, augments were a rarity in the Foundation. Agents who got them were freaks. They were a last resort to maintain functionality. 
then they realized we were better, faster, smarter, stronger, and look at us now. A project in two sites staffed entirely by augmented personnel. But they obviously don't trust Preserver, because she's a machine. Even though she's not, really, she was human once, but they can only ever think of her as a machine. To use, to exploit. The same way they think of me and Hedvig and Tenz and Zaid and all the others. They don't trust us either, not really. We've done more for them and gotten fuck all in return except the permission to rebuild what has been our home for nearly a year. It's frustrating. I've been thinking about what SCP-001-A1 said about the throne. It's not true, there's no paratechnology that can force a psychic connection. That would require a staggering amount of power and all sorts of bullshit. But it makes me wonder. I've been probing Nussbaum, seeing if she responds like Preserver said she would. I don't know whether I'm delusional or looking for what I want to see, but I feel like there's something there. She just agrees to whatever. If it is true, and I'm not saying it is, it would logically extend to the others, too. Did they all agree to swapping out their augments with the Mechanite ones because it was what they wanted? Or was it because it was what I wanted them to do? On September 30th, the O5 Council approved a plan allowing the involvement of A1 in the siege of Amun-Ram to be declassified to it, withholding the details of its activation of Makani's kiss and destruction of the city. Doctors Aram and Nussbaum entered its chamber the following day. Attached transcript, October 1984. Interviewers, Doctors Hedvig Nussbaum and Robert Aram. Subject. SCP-001-A1 Begin log. Preserver. Hello again. Welcome. It has been some time. Yes. Our apologies. Regretfully, we had to ask our superiors for some things before we could have this conversation. Your superiors? Are you beholden to them? Yes. In a way. Well, in any case, we can talk now. We performed the throne test with the cylinder you provided. It was... illuminating. Have you learned of my origin? My history? We have, yes. The cylinder allowed me to tap into your memories. At least, we think they are your memories. You utilized the throne. Ah, yes. Is that... A problem? No. Continue. Yes, well, we encountered the memories of an individual seen repeatedly by Robert and Bumaro's memories. A female soldier. One of the Legion's generals. Likely favored by Bumaro due to their close personal relationship. Advising the younger king militarily during the First War his campaigns into the east in all directions. I see. We also discovered what happened to the city in the end. Tell me. It was besieged by an united force of the Nalka and the Covenant of the Deva, as well as an appearance by the Abominant as well. It is known. What more have you learned? How did they defeat us? 
The Legion was marching on Black Aditum at the time, hoping to end the war decisively. The Colossi and the Home Army were the only ones left to defend Omni Ram. They used biological weapons, viruses, to attack the city and kill the Legionnaires and civilians. The city was lost as soon as the first Colossus fell. Did I serve my empire? Yes. You served your king and your people. You were instrumental in the defense of the city, both before and after the walls fell. You also tried to evacuate Bamaro and Hadara, but he sent you away. As Amani Ram burned, you had a different mission. Robert? You were told to hold the North Gate at all costs, give the civilians a chance to escape the destruction. And you did. As the hordes swept over the walls and slaughtered everything in their path, you held the gate against a thousand and a thousand more sorcerers and spirits and flesh beasts. The only reason people escaped the massacre. They fled? Mechanites walk the earth today? It's possible. Thanks to you. Thank you. I am in your debt. Just paying back our side of the bargain. End log. The following unfinished email draft was recovered from SkipNet email servers. It had not been sent and was last modified several weeks before the conclusion of events in Omni Ram. Attached email October 1984 to j.hashim at scip.net from h.nussbaum at scip.net. Subject, personnel concern. Hello, Jamil. I have some concerns about a staffing decision on the Amoni Ram initiative. As project co-lead, I retain executive control over almost all personnel decisions, but my concern today lies with my co-lead, Dr. Robert Silas Aram. Dr. Aram is a once-in-a-lifetime mind, but recent events regarding the project has left me questioning his suitability for a leadership position in stressful, isolated research environs. I worry he has let his emotions compromise the integrity of the project. In various cases, he made an unconsensual medical decision on my behalf. Robert is not my authorized medical proxy. Augmented himself using experimental anomalous technology. Utilized experimental dangerous anomalous technology to further research. Engaged in an argument with our overseer contact. Referring to a sapient semi-humanoid anomaly by name. Spent long periods of time alone with this anomaly, on one occasion lying to this anomaly and reacting angrily when confronted. Spent long periods of time alone with experimental anomalous technology, attempting to deconstruct it. Focused research and strange directions averse to the goals of the project, on several occasions he asked me to attempt to use an experimental mechanical combat suit and has recently been trying to ascertain the location of apocryphal 
massive fucking war platforms and demanded an additional level of dedication and respect from employees to the project research and himself, respectively. Cumulatively, these actions lead me to believe Dr. Aram's worthiness for colleagues should be re- On the same day the email was drafted, the following audio file was recorded by a hidden recording device in Dr. Nussbaum's offices. The file was similarly not recovered until a routine database sweep months later. Due to the relatively small size of the device, Foundation Standard Voice Matching Identification Technology is unavailable. Attached Transcript October 1984 Begin Log A door opens. There is the sound of an object slamming closed. Hello, Edvig. Oh, hello, Robert. Sylvic? Yeah. Needed to get some last-minute reports done. Took the long route back from the dig site. The city's beautiful at night, you know. Yes, it is. It's crazy to think that a year ago this place was all rubble and debris. Now it almost looks like a proper city. Are you all right, Robert? You look... pale. I'm fine. Just spent a little bit of time tinkering with the throne. What? Relax. Nothing serious. Just some investigation based on some things Preserver told me. What did you find? I'm not sure yet. There's some latent psychokinetic energy emanating from it, but we've been aware of that for a while. Just not sure what it means. What kind of energy? Not sure. But it's gotten stronger recently. With every use of the throne, looks like. That is... concerning. Dr. Raram walks to the window, looking out over Omni Ram. Really is beautiful at night. We built something grand out here, away from the rest of the world's eyes. I guess we will come back to that later then. But yes, it is quite nice. It feels like a home. I don't know how I'm gonna go back to bunking on-site dormitories after this. <laughs> I, I am unsure I want to. Foundation politics tire me. And they are omnipresent into larger sites. Omni Ram is nicer. Everyone here is here because they want to do the work. Agreed. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. Yes? I think we may need to shift gears a bit in terms of what we're focusing on, you know? I don't follow. Well, at this point, we're pretty much confident in the timeline of what happened to Omni Ram, but, but the other nations and the Abominate, we know nothing about them except the battle. So, I think it could be beneficial if we focus more on the weapons, the technology used during the siege. Put the mundane archaeology aside for a little while. Uh, the mundane archaeology has already led us to breakthroughs on the technology. We need to know how they lived, sought, to see how they fought and died. I'm not disputing that. I just think it's not the biggest priority right now, so we can divert resources. My work is just as important as yours, Robert. Right. Yeah. What? I didn't say anything. Ugh. It is written on your face. You only see the history, the culture, as a means to an end. You cannot understand why someone would want to study it for its own sake. No, that's not... It's the same as Eleven. He does not give an ounce of respect to my team and their work. Neither of you do. I respect your work. 
I respect you. Oh, is that so, Robert? Is that why you feel you can come in and tell me what my team should focus on? Edwin, please. Is that why you think you can make decisions about my body for me? What? You would have died. I saved your life. You said so. I was in shock. Don't. I would have agreed to whatever was put in front of me. I was barely conscious. That doesn't change the fact that you would have died on that operating table if I hadn't stepped in. And who gave you the right to make my decisions of life or death? Hmm? Is that also because you respect me so? This is obviously about something bigger. I'm sorry I brought it up. No, we will have this discussion now. You have changed my life forever and seem to be under the delusion you did me a favor. I will not dispute. I am thankful you saved me from this. But I do not owe you anything. Everyone here owes me. I'm their leader. We are co-leads. Do not forget that. Bullshit. If it weren't for me, this project would have been shuttered months ago. I took the risks, and they paid off, and everyone else looks up to me for it. Why can't you? Is that it, Robert? We are friends. I do not look up to my friends. They are my equals. Kings don't have equals. I... I... You will listen to me. Your work has been secondary. You are secondary. The purpose of the initiative was to find the technology of the Mechanites. Their history was ancillary. We have a living archive of their history with us now. The directive of the project has changed. But are you... how? Do not resist me. You know the mission has changed, don't you? You felt its presence when you sat on the throne. What? The eyes. I felt it since the first day we entered this city. We have drawn the attention of something larger than us, and its eyes have settled onto us for the past year, but now we have its name. The Abominate. It is not dead yet. You are scaring me, Robert. I'd be more scared of other things right now. Like that unsent email on your laptop. Don't ask me how I know. It is not your place. But delete it. I said delete it. Okay. Done. Good girl. You played the role quite well. But you felt it watching us too, didn't you? I felt... something. There are bigger things at stake now. And you will obey me. End log. Attached transcript. October 1984. Interviewer, Dr. Robert Rahm. Subject, SCP-001-A1. Begin log. Evening, Preserver. Aram, it is late. Something has changed. Yes. The engineering team found the old cisterns under the eastern district and repaired the siege damage. We have plumbing, fresh water, power. The city's livable now. I saw. 
I refer to you. What do you mean? You have used the voice, extended from a quiet whisper in your mind to the booming command, demanding obedience. Even if I had, I haven't made anyone do anything they wouldn't have done anyway. I haven't. I make no judgment. You took the throne at my encouragement. This was not an unintended result. What have you used it for? Just exploring the breadth of it, the limits, how it works. Yes, but that is not what you came here to discuss. What makes you say that? The moon hangs in the sky. All your men sleep. She is not with you. Hmm. Well, you're right. I didn't come here to ask you questions about the voice. Then speak. Adara. Did she love Bamaro? Of course. Deeply. She was his most favored wife. Mother of his heir. Light of his life. Symbol of his dynasty. Pure. Shining. Rising above the horizon with the sun. She attended to him until he was unable to speak or breathe or eat. And when he faded, she called upon his wisdom while her son grew into the throne. I see. You have made her your queen? I suppose so. I wouldn't use the word queen, though. Why? Surely you saw the parallels. The prophecy. Time is a flat circle. Look at your right hand and tell me it is not so. I'm not a king. And neither was Umaro, until he was given a city of people that needed guidance. Three thousand years and one thing never changes. Humans crave leadership. You have Hedvig and your scholars. Bumaro had Hidara and the Legion. Omni Rom itself. They were all simple farmers before. Shepherds, peasants. And Makan's arrival, her fall from the heavens, turned them into a king and a queen, their home into a bastion, their kin into the pinnacle of humanity. So, Omni Rom. It was a place those people could go. Different people. Yes. They were not different because of the augmentations. They chose to be different. Mundanity is not a virtue. They chose to elevate themselves because they were dissatisfied with the way things were. Dissatisfied with being human. Dissatisfaction is the mother of ambition. It is the coal that fuels the fire. There is no shame in dissatisfaction with this form. We should be striving to improve ourselves. The flesh is weak. We improve Makan by collecting her component parts scattered to the winds. We improve our bodies by replacing our frail limbs and senses. In doing both, we improve our souls. In this way, we do not change the world around us. We improve it. I lied to you. I know. What? You lied in front of me, of my origin, of my history, of the fall of the city of Omni-Rom. You... you knew. 
I served my liege honorably for a lifetime and more. He may be nothing more than bones in the ground now, but I see his face in yours. The lines of worry and the irises. I note the signs that he was holding back. That you were holding back. I did not hold the gate. I did not save our city. You did not. No. He told you to go to the Undercity. To activate the Mechane's Kiss, the teleportation device. Impossible. It was structurally unsound, unfinished. It would have destroyed the city, killed thousands. Look around you. The city was destroyed. Thousands did die. Yes, but I could not have activated it. There was no control interface, no way to direct the energy. He gave you something. He called it a blessing. It was a vial of some sort. Told you to smash it and drink it. You took off your armor. You did. And touched the thing and... I guess you fused with the machine or something. You became the control mechanism. And you fired. Teleported the city from the Sinai to the Arabian Desert. The uncontrolled surge killed everyone. I sense no lie. I'm sorry. A1 falls into a processing state for several seconds before suddenly awaking. My circuitry is spread out over countless sublevels and antechambers. My depths are stacked with data and prehensile knowledge. My metal mind should process anything. Reserver. Not this. Never this. I was a general of the Golden Legion, and now I have damned my city. My race. Okay, you didn't damn anyone. Listen to me. I am at the center of my own hell. Hear me now. Yes, my liege. You failed. You could not save your city, and because of you it collapsed into devastation and disrepair. You have disappointed your once and future masters. But it's not too late. We can still fix it. We can bring back Amani Ram, but I'll need you to do some things. How? What are you prepared to give up? Everything. End log. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work, and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know, if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0.
and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.